It's time for the student phenology feature. If you are a teacher and would like to get your classroom involved, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to learn more about phenology, coming up on the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of March at Long Lake Conservation Center is a, our phenology conference where the state's um, leading phenologists will be gathering and we will hear presentations by scientists having to do with phenology and with climate change. And if you'd like to attend, you can uh, just check out our website. Later today, we will have uh, the necessary information for you on how to get registered if you'd like to attend. In the meantime, if you are a student and uh, would like to learn more about phenology, send an email to comments at kaxe.org or to me, Latimer at kaxe.org. And I will see to it that you are provided with whatever information you require. Funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. Phenology talkbacks are produced by our own Charlie Mitchell. Our first report comes from the Phenology Club at Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington. Hi, this is Layla, Marley, and Nora, reporting from Oak Grove Elementary in Bloomington, Minnesota. This week's weather has been cloudy and warm with a high of 42 degrees. We've had little precipitation this week. With our animal observations, we've noticed a knot half in the ground, and we think that the squirrel was digging it up. With our plant observations, we've noticed a lot of green ground plant things growing. We are wondering if the birds come out only when it's sunny. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next OGE Phenology Club Nature episode. Yippee! <laughs> Yippee indeed. Well, to your last question, do the birds come out only when it's sunny? Oh, I wish. But that's not the case. They need to eat every day. And that's their... That's their not only their energy for uh, getting around, but it's also their energy for keeping warm. And so they need to have food every day, regardless of whether it's cloudy or clear. So the birds are going to be out, maybe not as prominent as you would see on a nice sunny day when they all feel a little bit better, a little bit happier, but uh, they're, they're definitely going to be out there trying to find their next meal regardless of the condition of the sky. Our next report comes from Cannon River STEM Schools trip to the Long Lake Conservation Center near Palisade. Hello, this is Isabel and Bentley from Cannon River STEM School in Fairboat reporting the phonology from Long Lake Conservation Center. For January 29th, February 1st, the high temperature during our visit was 52 degrees Fahrenheit. The low was 24 degrees. The last time it was 52 degrees here was on November 19th, 2023. The average high temperature at LLCC for this January was 22 degrees and the average low was 12 degrees. Historically, the average is 19 degrees for a high of four degrees for a low. 
The bird sightings included blue jays, white-breasted nuthatches, blue-caped chickadees, pelted woodpeckers, hairy and downy woodpeckers, and ravens. We also saw a few mammals. Gray squirrels, red squirrels are very active. We saw two different porcupines, Dilprickle and Chewbacca. They were seen nearby each other, they're harping there a couple, and we'll have some baby dills. We also got to watch four white-tailed deer cross the lake in the evening. One student in our group counted 13 deers in the woods. The ice and snow is melting. It was pretty slushy on the lake. When we measured the ice, it was 11 inches deep. There was some patches of green grass and there was a white moth flying around in the bog. Because of the above freezing temperatures, the Long Lake staff tapped a few maple trees and discovered the sap is flowing. The sugar content of the sap is 3% for the first flow. Typically, doesn't flow until March or April. Bright colored ribbons of clouds made for some beautiful sunsets, and once it was dark, we did some stargazing and could see the moons of Jupiter. It was a great time in nature. We want to remind everyone to unplug, get outside, and, and live connected. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, from, the the kids are from Cannon River from Faribault, and that was Isabella and Bentley. A uh, couple of things there. One, the the high temperature the day they were there, 52 degrees. That was my high for the month of January as well. Three degrees above average for the month, uh, according to the records at Long Lake. Uh, that blue-caped chickadee was probably a black-capped chickadee. I could understand how that could get uh, twisted around in uh, in a script. Uh, white a white moth, um, boy, I, I don't even know if that's the Bruce Spanworm or uh, who that is. But uh, there are some winter moths that get out when the temperature is warm, and fifty-two degrees is certainly enough to get a moth flying. Some sugar in the three percent sugar in the sap collected from the maples. That's uh, that's a pretty good level of sugar if uh, if that sap would continue to run it would probably be uh, a, a make some very good syrup our next report comes from Cohasset elementary school's visit to the long lake conservation center hello this is natalie and grace from Cohasset elementary reporting from long lake conservation center for february 2024 the high temperature during our trip was 44 degrees Fahrenheit and the low was 23 degrees. One of the highlights of our trip was finding wolf tracks near the North Store Lodge. There was some debate whether the tracks were actually made by a wolf or not, but the Long Lake staff did report finding confirmed wolf tracks in the bog earlier this week. Our group saw chickadees, nuthatches, and woodpeckers at the feeders, as well as very active squirrels. In the woods, we heard a woodpecker drumming, which we learned was a bird announcing to potential mates that they're available. Both male and female woodpeckers are known to drum. We heard ravens cawing and saw dill prickles, the porcupine, on campus. Despite the holiday, we observed no groundhogs. Pucks, when he fell, did not see a shadow, which predicts an early spring. Based on how warm it's been lately 
and that the snow is almost entirely melted, it seems like a pretty good guess. No matter the weather, it's a great time to explore nature, and we want to remind you to unplug, get outside, and, and live connected. Thank you, Natalie. Grace, that was well done. I really appreciate that. Very well done. Wolf tracks, always exciting to see the wolf tracks. And yeah, you you don't know. Sometimes they're just dogs with big feet, but usually you look at a wolf track and it is large. They're, they're a big animal and they have big feet to help them stay on top of the snow. This winter, that hasn't been much of a problem. Uh, I was also captured by their note about dill prickles, the porcupine, and the previous report from Long Lake where they talked about the Chewbarca and dill prickles. And uh, it it reminds me that uh, there is this brief window of time when porcupines actually sort of associate with one another. Otherwise, uh, if you see two porcupines together most of the year, it's going to be the mother and the child. They only have one. The gestation period is quite long, and they uh, take uh, a long time to develop their embryos into uh, juvenile porcupines, baby porcupines. And that most of that time is spent solitary. They, they don't get together very much. They are pretty much solitary animals with the exception of that time of the year when they actually sort of tolerate one another and, and live in the same neighborhoods for the purpose of perhaps mating. Our next report comes from Darcy Rolf and Lee Jackson's class at North Shore Community School near Duluth. Hello, from North Shore Community School on the North Shore of Lake Superior. This is the phrenology report for the week of January 27th, 2024. My name is Teek and I'm your phrenologist for this week. The temperatures are continuing to be unusually warm with a high of 42 degrees at North Shore Community School on Wednesday, January 31st and a low this week of only 28 degrees on Thursday, February 1st. Due to the warm temperatures, students are dodging puddles and mud in their sweatshirts and tennis shoes instead of skating and building snow forts while wearing winter jackets and snow pants. The record high recorded in Duluth for January 31st happened in 1993 with a temperature of 45 degrees, and the record low was in 1982 with a temperature of negative 33 degrees. On February 1st, as the sun rose, the sky was perfectly clear with a star serious shining brilliantly right above, the, uh, right above the horizon line. Sirius, also known as the dog star or Sirius A, is the brightest star in the Earth's night sky. The name means glowing in Greek. A fitting description as only a few planets, the full moon, and the International Space Station outshine this star. Because Sirius is so bright, it was well known to ancient people. On Friday, January 26th, Miss Lampola's second graders watched a flock of cedar waxwings eat on berry trees outside of the classroom. This is a fun sight to see as they usually come in November and eat all the berries before the snow comes. With the lack of snow, we believe that food is easier to come by this winter. Penny had four wild turkeys visit her yard on Tuesday, January 30th. On February 1st, Miss Rolf's class found a trail of gross tracks down by the school creek. 
Sunday night, Eloise's neighbor saw a bobcat in their backyard. Many rumors have been going around about bobcats on the North Shore, but not many have been confirmed. The teachers at the Nature Preschool by Penny's House, located on the Ryan Road near Lake Superior, also said they found some bobcat tracks. On Tuesday, January 30th, Marcus measured the air temperature at 40 degrees and the water temperature at 32 degrees. The snow depth at Chickadee Landing was 1.7 inches, and the stream had 3 inches of ice on it. On January 11th, the stream had 7 inches of ice, creating a decrease in ice levels on the creek by 4 inches in 19 days. Friday, February 2nd, is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a popular North American tradition observed in the United States and Canada. Punxsutawney Phil did not see a shadow, so some believe this predicts an early spring. However, to those who are missing the cold and snow, our local expert weather forecasters disagree. This concludes the phenology report. Have a great week and be observant. No stumbling over Punxsutawney there. They spit that one right out. That's a That's a mouthful, that one. Uh, I think if you can say Punxsutawney, yeah, you probably are going to have only six more weeks of winter, regardless of shadows. <laughs> Lots of notes there, pretty warm. Uh, I love the little comparison at the beginning where they talked about how now today or this this week they're dealing with mud and water on their on their school grounds and and tennis shoes and t shirt and sweatshirts and instead of. Uh, boots and winter jackets and snow forts and ice skating so yeah it is a a definitely a very warm winter and of course it's always fun to see a flock of wax wings and who knew that uh, the children would be so interested in stars Sirius really is a, a bright and easily seen star down in the southeastern sky or southern sky this time of year so Get out and have a look at it. Now would be a good time because it's just starting to get light. It'll probably uh, not here in Grand Rapids because it is cloudy here, but uh, if you find a spot where the sun is shining or the skies are clear, go for it. Our next report comes from Andrew Pearson's class at Lake of the Woods School in Bedette. This is Athena with the phonology report from Bedette for January 27th through February 2nd. Athena reports finding red squirrel tunnels around her yard. Layla continues to see a pair of fox near her house along with a third Fox visiting this week. Finally, Mr. Burcham checked out the local sharp-tailed grouse Lex on Thursday. He reports lots of dancing activity. Thank you for that great report. Always love to hear from the kids in Badette. And, of course, uh, with uh, Jeff Bircham's report of the uh, sharp-tailed grouse on the Lex, that's pretty exciting as well. And that's a little bit early, so we'll be keeping an eye on that for you. Really quickly, Charlie from Stillwater wanted to know, with the drought conditions over the past year and the weird winter, should we be worried about tapping maple trees this early? Will it harm them? I say no, but don't put in a lot of taps. Put in a single tap or two and see how much is flowing. This is 
way too early for there to be much of a sap flow. So uh, that's where I would start. Do it gently and do only a few.